I think we got it. Hey. <laughs> That'll do it. Well, 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 this is uh, an, an exciting day because Kate and I have been talking about doing a podcast together forever. Uh, forever. <laughs> uh, this is Kate Austin. Hello. She is my fiance. My partner, and I'm Paul Green. Partner in crime. And we have a really special company together called Freedom Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, throughout our time together, we just, like, we have these really cool conversations, and and we've coached a ton of people. Kate has her master's in, is this thing squeaking or is it me? It's, Kate has, I'm a squeaker. I'm this one. This is, is it? squeaker. Kate has her master's in NLP, <laughs> and she's a Tony Robbins trained strategic intervention coach. That's true. And I am uh, have my integrative nutrition degree from IAN, as well as I used to do men's health fitness covers and went through a f- journey with my dad who had ALS. And so from the longevity and the detoxification side. So together, Kate and I actually take people on a journey, uh, a program through with their relationships, with their health, their fitness and their mind, mm-hmm. the, you know, and the story that they make up about the, their life. And Kate's really good at helping people identify their upper limit problems, which is we're going to have a whole podcast on the upper limit problem. That's it is one. one of our favorite things to talk about of how good you're willing to have it. Um, but Kate and I, one of the things when we first got together at the very, very beginning, we have this really ridiculous story that Kate <laughs> that Kate does a much better job of telling. Um, and we were at a conference, and there, and our and our mentor was talking about having a an and, and life, life or a butt life. a butt life. And many people, and he's like, "Who? Give me some ands or some butts." And people are like, "I want to sleep till noon, but I want to make a million dollars." Yeah. I want to be super fit, but I want to eat the donuts. Doritos or something. You know. Yeah, I so. want. Yeah, I want a great sex life, and a, uh, but I want to look at porn. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these, the all these things. He came up, and I raised my hand like always. And we're sitting in the front row, and there's maybe I don't know, two hundred people there, and um, and he jumps up and he says, "I want commitment, but I want freedom." But it was, that was a butt. There. Yeah, that was my butt. <laughs> and, um, and Kate's sitting right next I'm to me. I'm sitting right next to him. We're, we're really brand new. We were Maybe. within a few months of yeah. being together. Yeah. Uh, no, like... we're probably about six months in. Okay. Six months in. Um, and so then he's like, oh, okay. And he asked a few more people, but he's like, I, I'm, but let's work with you. So he brings Paul up onto the stage and they start hashing through what it all means to him. Yeah. And, um, like what, and it, then, yeah, he wanted to dive into what that meant. Yeah. And like what does he asked? He started asking me, what does, what is, what is freedom? Well, no, that was me that asked you that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what, he, well, he, he, does this, he did work with you, which is like he kind of did the groundwork. And then what he got to is like if you put an and in, instead of a but, you want freedom and you want commitment. Like it makes it a possibility. It makes it right. tangible that you can have both, right? And so, and you probably can 
you know, have a fantastic body and eat the donut, but there's a way in which you need to like counterbalance <laughs> them out, right? But if you put an and, it's not so it's not so definitive as if it's it's that or that, right? This or that life, and you you're creating possibility in your language, and our words truly create our world. Yeah, and so, so your brain goes into action yeah. when you goes. I yeah, want... like how do I figure that out? How do I yeah. figure that and out? So anyway. Um, so it was in front of all these people and he was like just dishing out sort of relationship there and luckily I'm someone that's pretty chill so I'm like okay here we go <laughs> this is interesting um, anyway it was left like he did a bunch of great work he's an extraordinary mentor uh, teacher and he said you guys obviously need to have some conversation you guys are going to talk about this yeah so we're driving home and we were in separate cars because we had to come separately and I called him and I was like so what does commitment mean to you and well no I think I asked what freedom meant and that was all pretty similar but when I asked what commitment meant it was basically confinement. It was like ball and chain and bah, bad, bad, you know. And so... Yeah, the end of my freedom. Yeah, Commitment the, the was total the end, end of my freedom. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry that that's how it occurs for you. You know, I'm like, that sucks. And it was nothing to do with me personally. Luckily, I'm someone that doesn't take things personal. It was like all his past coming into our present relationship. And if we were ever going to make it, we would really have to figure that part out. Right. And then, so we just kind of like left it ruminating. And then he was doing a project at that for time. A, for ALS, trying to raise he was doing an, a art, fundraiser, an art show for ALS. Yeah. Which was really successful and really it fantastic, very successful. by the way. Um, but... When he was doing it, and when he was doing it, he didn't know how to do it. He'd never done anything like that before, and he had a coach that was helping him through it. And, you know, literally that week, he came back to me so excited after his meeting with the coach, and he's like, listen, if I just do and commit to what I said I was going to do and do that, make these calls, and they're like, oh, all this stuff happens. So it's like, freedom. It's like freedom. And I was like, isn't that interesting and he didn't even put the two and two together that like the more he committed to this project the more freedom occurred in the project sure. and that when the more he committed to guitar or anything anything yoga the more I committed to yoga the more free I was in my body yeah but he couldn't connect it that a relationship was the same. Yeah. No, because commitment in a relationship is confinement. Yeah. So it was like, it's sometimes it's just these little screws of the neurons turning to have you realize what you've collapsed. Like the truth you've created has collapsed into sure. a word that now now is like affecting your entire life and this is your subconscious running the show right. basically and there's so much power in the words because had i just by shifting it to i want commitment and freedom then there's a possibility and of the adventure of commitment being freedom as well like yeah. the depth over distance like yeah so it, it was just there's, there's yeah. so much power in language like like that and if you think about a relationship that's like very surfacey and vacuous, there's no freedom in that. It's just like, ugh. Like, you usually just want to get away from it. You don't really care about it. Whereas a deep, deep love and a deep understanding and a deep freedom of each other's, you know, space and time mm. creates so much freedom. Like, we, and luckily for both of us, 
freedom is our number one MO. So I'm like, I don't want to take your freedom away because you might take my freedom away. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, yeah, we're <laughs> kind of freedom junkies. Hence <laughs> our company, Freedom Alchemist. Freedom Alchemist. <laughs> and an alchemist to somebody. I love that the alchemist part of Freedom Alchemist means someone who takes something of lesser value and turns it into greater value. Like Jesus mm-hmm. was an alchemist. Uh, turning water into wine and and we you know one thing that this that we love doing is helping people alchemize the story that they made up about their past and turning it into their power which mm. is which is really just profound language because sometimes that hearing that the possibility is that your past can actually be turned into something that's your power just hearing that's possible totally so many people have become millionaires turning their failures and pains into their power it's like right. when you've been there and you've experienced the depths of the pain then you're the best person to understand you know to help other people guide through it things like that so it really is just understanding our language and understanding how our brain connects to things and how much of our past we're just dragging around into our future and unfortunately relationships cop that a lot you know they really they really suffer because you're dragging all your old stuff and they're dragging their old stuff and then you're fighting each other on things that don't even have anything to do with either of you right it's just projection from your past like it's very it, it very rarely are it, when you start a new relationship are you actually even seeing that person because totally. we're, you're bringing in I did this with you I brought in so much of my past relationships that when you would behave a certain way I would make it mean what it meant when my previous relationship did that same thing yeah. but just because you're doing it you could be coming from a totally different place yeah and sometimes it, well, I wasn't even doing it. I was being projected <laughs> onto that I was doing it. That's even, that's even worse. <laughs> that's even more fun. Oh. We would actually get to this point. So um, I think both of us, it's easy to say both of us are easy to be like cut and run. Like, yeah, we, we were like, doesn't I'm, mean anything to us. I'm like, good. We I'm broke, good. We I'm broke good. up five or six we times. Broke, we, we broke up four times before we, we figured it out. Felt like but, five. <laughs> But, a couple times we weren't even going out when we broke up. <laughs> we weren't the whole first four times. We were not even together. And, and when we broke up the fourth time, I'm like, if we have to keep breaking up from something we're not even in, like, we should just, like, wrap this up. Let's just be friends. Forget about it. Um, but anyway, but I wanted to bring up one of the... Because we were sort of cut and run type of people, we would get into this place of... Um, we would call it Siberia. But... All attraction was off, and we were just standing there, and both of us shut down like nuclear reactor shut down. Both of us wanted to run. No communication, no listening. Yeah, and actually, the thing that rescued us was naming it. We're like, oh, we're in Siberia. Here we are in Siberia. This is fun. You know, something we teach is if you name something, you can move it, right? And it did feel like Siberia, just like desolate nothing. Right. I'm sure there's beautiful parts of Siberia. It's, it's, a, it's a term, of course. Like <laughs> We're talking about the desolate parts the where there's part, nothing. Like, yeah, the yeah. ice, the icy I, tundra yes. bits. Yes, those bits. If you live in Siberia, no offense. <laughs> I'm sure it's cold. They're probably yeah. like, yeah, it's like Siberia. There's no <laughs> communication. It's freezing here. And, so... Uh, so yeah, so we would name that. And one of the games, actually one of the games I decided to play because we were getting to a point where Siberia kept popping up and we were just like, I think as we were growing more into each other, it was 
scarier about losing our freedom and we would want to like run more. Yeah. So we, Siberia yeah. would come up more and more and more. Um, and then there was one day I just made a choice. I was like, I'm going to do the opposite of what I've ever done before. Like, because I've had all those experiences and I didn't end up with what I wanted. And so if I just do the opposite of what I want to do, let's see as a game. And right. if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like I, I'm, I'm easy about that sort of stuff. I wasn't like, oh, this relationship has to work. I was like, okay, let's play this game and we'll see. You know. Um, but, but deep inside, she really, uh, <laughs> she really I mean, wanted now, it to work. I would be devastated. She really but wanted it. It's like the, <laughs> the stakes are much higher now. That's true. Back then, I was like, okay, cool. Um, but so what I did was I said that every time I want to run or I'm like, I don't care. I'm out. Like, I don't yeah, need You're going to do the this, opposite. You know, I would lean in. I would lean into the pain. I would lean into potentially being vulnerable, being hurt, all of that sort of stuff. I would just lean in. And, you know, I'm a fiery, feisty Aussie, which we've... we've Certainly. <laughs> Which, which so, is why we wanted to call this, from my perspective, this whole podcast totally. is from, like, because Kate's, have, we're so different, uh, yet we're so compatible, which is, like, you know, a big thing, I think, in relationships. If you're, some people are, you want to be with the person that's exactly like them, but I think you would get quite bored. Um, from my perspective is, is a communication tool that we use. That we teach. But we teach, <laughs> but, but, like everything in your life and in your life is happening just from your perspective the exact a person next to you could go through that and their experience would be totally different yeah same exactly that's same. why when they at news reporters at at tragic events they go and ask people what happened yeah, and it's sometimes the stories are so different because to one person it was the most traumatic thing they ever saw to one person they're like Meh. yeah yeah depending on their level of how they're able to absorb the, those sorts of scenes, right? Yes. So, yeah. So from my perspective, from a fiery, feisty Aussie and a super nice Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had Who, to navigate. Uh, it's true where the Kate, like, it's so interesting in relationship because Kate, like, enjoys a good debate. Like, I love and, it. And a good, like, a good going. Yeah, like, but... come on, come, like, let's go at it. Let's, like, I want to hear, I want you to passionately tell me why you believe in this or what. And because I've come in all passion and then yeah. but with the Canadian, it's just like you're being steamrolled. Yeah, well, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's something's wrong if there's a fight or if there's like a debate. I'm just like finding peace <laughs> and, and calm is, has always been my MO. And sometimes to do that, you just shut down and keep it real quiet so that at least it's quiet. <laughs> or just clean a lot, right? I can, I <laughs> I wonder if any other guys do that. If there's a fight, you just get busy and start cleaning. Like, yeah, it's kind of my, it's, I'm, I'm a little better at it now. <laughs> it's true. Just, you can be with it. I can, it's I taken, can. Well, you know, we've been together nine years, so, eight years, so it's, it's taken a minute, but with it. And also, we've also led a lot of programs yeah. together like this. And, um, Aussies just come all in, all over on top of each other all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. It's just like a thing. I can't That's get just... a word in it twice. <laughs> Sometimes after we had done a coach, and I was like, that was great. I was just like, yep. I'm like, hmm, good. He's just like, I'm, I, I might as well not be there. I'm, not I'm an there. actor. <laughs> I'm not 
wasn't saying anything. You were saying So anyway, so we had to navigate these waters. I just learned I got to step on it. Yeah, just I was like, just jump on in. I'm like yeah. jumping in because I'm excited. You just jump back on in on top yeah. of me. And he didn't ever truly get it until literally like a month ago. I'm we slow. went out on a dinner Very with slow. a bunch of my acting, my Aussie buddies. Yeah. And he was just like, whoa. Oh, my god! everyone was, like, just screaming on top of each other. Like, never... everyone was so excited. Like, we're, But we can all understand each other. We're used to that. That's just how we communicate. The only and other I time I saw that was cultural. in Italy, like, with Italian families. <laughs> and they're yelling. I thought See, they were fighting. I'm meant to be in Italy. You are meant. She wants to live in Italy. <laughs> anyway, so one of the... So reversing back to where we were, one of the things that I did was I made a choice and a commitment to do the opposite of what I was yeah. going to do. Yeah. And so, um, and so, and actually what it did was disrupt our entire relationship from the beginning of our relationship because there was one time, and I think this is really common in relationships. You've been together for about eight eight or nine months or somewhere around there. And then someone might start picking at the other person like, oh, I don't like the way you do that or I don't like this or something like that. And Paul, you know, he's Canadian, so he was probably being nice-ish about it, but he was still, it was about to go down that train because it's maybe some of his past coming into our relationship again. So he um, picked at something, can't even remember what it was, and it was like everything came up for me wanting to defend myself Triggered or run. It. And instead, what I did, I was like, well, I wouldn't change a single thing about you. And I did it like that. Intense, but like, those were my words. And it was like jarring for Paul. It was just like, ooh, yeah, it was, was like getting, a brain scramble, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was getting nitpicky about something silly and... and yeah. And and you're like, I wouldn't change anything about you. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, ouch. And you know what? He, to this day, says it to me all the time. I wouldn't change a single thing about you. And we managed to never, ever get into nitpicking about each other. Like, that mm. stopped it in its tracks so early in our relationship. And we've that never might... made a... Like, we just don't. That might be one of the keys to our success. I mean, Mm. there's people with nine years in Hollywood is like 35 years. (laughs) Uh, We live in California, (laughs) Los Angeles. But yeah, maybe that might be, you know, one one of the keys to it. I just had that epiphany because we don't focus on the little bits that are annoying or whatever. And it's like... No, we focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. It's like we're both big contributors in different aspects. Like that's a whole nother podcast. We'll go into that. The five love languages. Yeah. Um, Can't wait but, to bring that one to you. Yeah. But it's Some of like you know that. if you can focus on what they're great at and encourage that, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't, you can be with the little, yeah. th- you can be with the small stuff. It's like, yeah. man. I mean, let me tell you, Paul is a hurricane. He goes into the kitchen and is like, but you know what? My mom was kind of the same way. So I have already like, that might've triggered some people. But for me, I was like, oh, I'm used to it. Just close all the cupboards and put things away. You do have Um, to close all my cupboards. So it's like, but, and that might really upset someone, but I'm like, well, he's so wonderful at this, 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 this. So why would I get upset about this little thing? Like, it's this, like, this, this, this. yeah, all the things. Like, there's millions, <laughs> millions of wonderful things. Why get upset about the little things? And people start sweating the little things. I do make good. Like, I do make good food. Uh, 
much more than that. You said the word focus, and I really do think that at the beginning of a relationship, you're in love. Most people are so googly eyes that they are only focused on the things that are like amazing and lovely and and those other things are still there but the focus they're 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 just at the beginning focused on all the things that they like and love and enjoy and appreciate and then as time goes on the the humdrum comes in and you start to get caught in the minutia and paying bills and all that and and dishes and laundry and then you start to focus on the socks on the floor and you're like uh and and they've always been there (laughs) <laughs> the socks didn't just all of a sudden one day start being that. They've always been there. But your focus goes off of all the things that you love and appreciate. And and you start going like, oh, they left their socks there again. And all their good stuff is probably still there too. But you're actually, you can only focus on one thing at once. Mm. And so it's yeah. such a beautiful thing to catch and to know that if you're starting to get really frustrated with your partner, it's a good chance you're just focusing on the the stuff that you don't want more of. And you do yeah. you get more, you get more of what, what you, you focus on. Yeah. Yeah. And so focus on the, all the good things and praise them for all the good things they're doing. Acknowledge them for all the good things they're doing. And make that grow rather than acknowledge all the things like the socks on the yeah. floor. Because that will grow too. And it's such a right? simple thing to do. I mean, we've helped so many people repair really long marriages that were lost all the love Mm. we truly believe that any relationship can be restored back to love and affinity we really believe that doesn't mean it's not work doesn't mean you you gotta like get over a bunch of your ego and a bunch of things there's a bunch of steps to it but you really can and just like a gratitude journal can help you start looking at what's good in your life rather than what's bad. Yeah. We always say something I love is we always say is if you're going to compare up like, oh, why do the Kardashians, millionaires and, you know, why don't I have all of that? You need to compare down. Oh, I'm not homeless and I'm not struggling to find my next meal and all of that. So you need to, like, we always say, if you're going to compare up, compare down. Because everyone First time I've heard of... the Kardashians, usually that would be the compare down part of something for me. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's like trying if... to be a millionaire. Like, you know, they are, right? And it's like, yeah. well, yeah. Oliver, let's... my son, my 19-year-old had that epiphany. He's like, he realized he was comparing himself to where he was at with other 19 year old entrepreneurs and and then he realized one day he's like well if i'm going to compare up i gotta compare down as well and be like well look how far ahead i have you know i have this accomplishment i have that accomplishment blah 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 blah." and he was able to go especially with his fitness too and his i think he was doing Mm. a comparison with his body and he i mean i feel so sorry for kids these days it's like so it used to be like competing with your school or your college or whatever and now you're competing with the whole world and yeah. everyone's like the hottest, the smartest, the brightest. Ah, and like everyone's just looking at them. They're not going, oh, who's this sort of dweeby, cool person that has like five followers? I'm going to, you know, like they're not looking at that person. And you know. Um, yeah. Well, I just talked to Oliver about that today. And I was like, do you think, because he, he mentioned he shared with something he was having some symptoms of anxiety and depression last week when things were just kind of like all at once. And. And I said to him, instead of trying to fix it, I said, do you think it's possible with social media for kids your age to not experience some level of anxiety and some level of depression Mm. based on, 
that and he's like maybe he's like there are a few channels then he listed a few channels that he gets a lot of inspiration from like mm. david goggins and a few mm -hmm. other ones Goalcast and a few that he likes freedom alchemist um <laughs> of course <laughs> but he yeah totally it, follows us. <laughs> it, it would be so challenging and then you're if you start liking uh you know, divisive things or conspiracy theory things on your algorithm, you're just going to keep getting fed more of that. Mm. And before you know it, you're in just this vacuum of information and you're and you're it would it would be really challenging. Yeah. If you're trying, if you as a kid thinking about the problems of the world, it can become overwhelming for sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's the power of an and life and but life. And so for you, if you this, you know, you, you know well, what we never came back to what? To the commitment equals freedom. We haven't? There's one more part to that story. Okay. What is that? So, um, so in 2019... Oh, that's the best part! <laughs> oh, man. See, this is why you got to tell this story. <laughs> in 2019, um, we were in Italy for one of my friend's weddings, and we were touring around, doing all sorts of things, and it, it had been a, truly a comedy of errors because... There were so many things that were trying to defunct, like the moment. Like I got a toothache, and we had to go. Well, to they don't know dent. what the moment is. Well, I'm gonna tell them. But anyway, um, just know that it was like like a comedy of errors every time, and you can tell some of them like he was trying to do it. But Paul proposed uh, to me in Madeira, the third oldest living city in the world, 9,000 years yeah, old. Yeah, Matera. If you're looking it up, M-A-T-T-E-R-A. -T -T -E <laughs> it's, it's um, I'm one thinking of the, 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 the wine you cook beers Oh, the port? Or this, Mad the, that's Madeira. Matera. Matera. <laughs> they shot Wonder Woman there, and I think yeah. some scenes from James Bond and it's a few beautiful. things. It's yeah. um, beautiful. Anyway, he proposed there, and when he pulled out the ring, he said, I'm ready for some more freedom. And yeah. gave me that I idea. think I prefaced it and said, you know how we've been babbling on how commitment equals freedom, and I said I'm ready for some more freedom. When I yeah. The wing. And, okay. and then she didn't remember though. She she started, <laughs> I just laughing, started laughing and fell to the floor. <laughs> I was Apparently on my knee. He was on his knee, and I don't remember. remember. I, and I tried to film <laughs> it, but the camera didn't work. We went to three restaurants, it and every like... vibe I was like, there's kids on iPads on there. I'm not, this isn't gonna. This isn't gonna <laughs> he be. He tried our, to do it. We, we did the, this Awful. walk of the gods. He'd been trying to do it for days and days, oh, yeah, like God. just trying to find the right moment. Yeah. And um, About to do it. About to do it. And I've never done this in my life, but we were, it's like, it's a, it's a hike. And it's Miles up above a lot the of ocean. Of, above Puglia? No, above, what's that place called? Positano. Positano. And out of nowhere, I look yeah. down and I'm like, oh, my fingers are all swollen. Like <laughs> never, sausages. Never. <laughs> I'm like, Never said that in my life. Yeah. And he was there with his ring, ready to. I'm not. Do it. I'm not gonna propose to him. <laughs> and then I waited about an hour, and I and I lost all sense of reason because I was so hungry. <laughs> and I was about to propose again, and then a bucket load of German or Japanese tourists just came around the corner, all wearing like the same colored jumper, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not like this. So then we and we waited, Rome, but, but then after it was like the whole thing was. Oh, like, and you had her toothache in Rome. Yeah. yeah, there was, and I was carrying this ring in my pocket the whole time. <laughs> uh, which the way we got the ring was a really special story that too for another time. Another time. But, but yeah, yeah, so so from from this rocky start of com commitment being 
com- combined with confinement. Yeah, prison. Really found, yeah, I mean, it truly was like prison and really like the death of all fun and freedom. Mm. Um, so how would any relationship survive under that? Um, but I know some guys journey, watching this are going to know what I mean, though. Like there's yeah. going to be some dudes that would be like, if I commit to this woman, it could be the end of my freedom. And it's like it takes two people to really care that the other person still gets to experience freedom for this to work it's not you don't like do you know what i'm saying like there's going to be a lot of guys out there that are going to be able to relate to my story and all i'm saying is just by changing the phrasing from i want i want freedom i want commitment but i want freedom to i want commitment and and i want freedom the brain then just starts to find ways so you can have the best of both worlds Right? Yeah. That's the cool I mean, trick. And we also did a ton of work, like we on did. ourselves and, you know. But we... just drop butt from your life yeah. always. Catch yourself Get every your time. Get your butt out of your life. Yeah, out of your face. Get your butt out of your <laughs> mouth. Every time you say butt, stop yourself and just switch it to an and and just watch what happens. I do it all the time in emails. If, I, if I'm writing something and I put butt, I delete, put and. Yeah. It's really, it's just a really cool way of just shifting it all the time and I, I catch myself all the time if I say but yep. I like and catch myself all the time so just yeah. try this is one very fast tool technique that can actually shift a lot in your life it actually can create a lot of possibility yeah. in your life so play with it play. enjoy enjoy it and we should wrap up because we would we would talk forever. No, no, no. I love this. This is a great place to end. Uh, and so, Kate and I, this is our very first episode. So, if you could do us a solid here, uh, this will be on Apple iTunes. If you could re- review it uh, and then give us a rating. Uh, five star, of five course. Five star, of course. <laughs> and, and if you could share it with somebody who you think might be down with this. And then if you're watching this... Also on our YouTube channel, if you would subscribe, um, and again, if you feel like sharing this, that would be super dope. Um, we are we have a website called freedom-alchemist.com, and you can look there for a bunch of goodies. Uh, and I else? just want to recap exactly a couple of the tools that we shared on here. So obviously, changing a but to an end is one. Um, disrupting in a relationship the nitpicking. Mm. By doing something like that, just say the opposite. I have, do the opposite. Do, what the opposite you yeah, or play a game with yourself. What was if your relationships are not working? Then challenge yourself to do the exact opposite right. of what you would yeah. want to do to see what the outcome is. Just you know, this this life is a game. Everyone takes it so seriously. It's a series of games. It's just <laughs> it's a game, and we can either play it really intensely like oh must win and oh, like attacking everyone or we can have we can have freedom and flow with it and see like if we can get in a flow state and then win that way so just just play play try new things um test it out and just see how it goes if here's the great thing most of the time it doesn't work out you just do the other other way that's it. Like, yeah. if something's not working for you, stop trying to do the same thing over and over again. That's Doesn't right. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I really. You said that. You said the game of life is a game. There's a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovelshin that, that that has some really amazing dig your trenches. That's how. That's why we yeah. have a little boy right now because you bought that silly diaper changing bag. <laughs> so right. quick story. <laughs> Uh, and and we this really could. Be, don't know how to wrap it up. No, we're wrapping it up. This we're it's we're ending with a story. 
in the book, uh, The Game of Life and How to Play It, she talks about digging your ditches, which is like there was some prophets in the Bible and it had never, it hadn't rained and God told them to dig ditches to, to prepare for, it'd be like building Noah's Ark, but dig some ditches. People thought that they were crazy. It might've been Elijah or something and they were digging these ditches and there was no rain and everyone's like, why are you digging ditches? Is like, cause God promised rain. And so when we were talking about, uh, having a baby, uh, Kate bought this ridiculous backpack thing. It opens up to and being a, a change table, a diaper change table. But this is before we and were pregnant. This is way before. She, and I was just she like, was like digging ditches. I, I didn't think we were, were we even trying. I don't know. I was just like, this thing is cool and I will gift it to someone if we never use it. Yeah. And um, we dug our ditches and we yeah. have a little 14 month old already yeah. here. <laughs> All because of that bag. <laughs> Uh, all because of that. Yeah, acting as if, like, <laughs> so whatever you want, just act as if it's already going to happen, and then, then, then you prepare all the ways for it to happen, mm -hmm. right? Why is that bag that color? And then the bum bag you got too. That thing that he says is the same. It's like, what's with you in that black and gold <laughs> color? He's talking about Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> anyway awesome thanks for stopping okay. by and we'll see you on the next one yeah all right bye bye Yeah. <laughs>